Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent forms of music that people send in to us. Typically, it is our first time hearing the releases in question, and we just honestly react to whatever it is that we're hearing. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't, but we encourage people to interact with things however they see fit. Even if we lambast something, we're not trying to be the paragons of hardcore. We're not trying to be professional critics or make objective value judgments. We're just two idiots in a basement surrounded by D&D toys. So don't take what we say too seriously. If you like something, we encourage you to support it by purchasing it, going out and seeing bands. The format of the show is very simple. We have 10 bands in the queue every, every week. Everything is listener submitted. We roll some dice and randomly select usually between five and seven bands per episode to listen to. And that's all there is to it. This week, we do have a guest on, uh, the, a very special guest. The first time that we've had a guest on that we don't know personally in some capacity. I guess I know Eric through the internet a little bit and sure. through consuming his, uh, his podcast on a regular basis for many years now. So have a parasocial relationship with Eric. But we have Eric Wilson from uh, Worst Possible Timeline on the show. Fellas, thank you for having me. It's good to to talk with you guys. I feel like we you you gave me a little preamble before we started recording about the uh, about the casual nature of the show. But I gotta say, it's it's you you run a tighter ship than any episode of Worst Possible Timeline. Yeah, well, well, it's all downhill. It's from here. yeah, it's all downhill from here, man. <laughs> just just wait until I have to read the missive in a few moments from the potentially racist record label say, that emailed I was, us. I was going to say, oh, just wait until till Gray starts apologizing for race. <laughs> <laughs> yes, just, yeah, just wait. Just wait until we get into the sketchy oi part of the program. Um, <laughs> Let's go. So, so before before we uh, before we dive into all of the sort of normal official uh, demo listen business, I guess I'll introduce Eric. Eric, I think that you are. The only person that I've ever known at all, even by even in my extended social like peer group, that is only notable or public facing just based on the strength of a podcast. Everybody else I know like started in music or something and then maybe pivoted to a podcast, but mm-hmm. you're just a you're just a podcast guy, which is kind of a sick it's kind of a sick lane to be in. Is it? I mean, like it is kind of nice knowing that like I can just sort of freely be myself mostly and not have to like you know necessarily like i don't have to check i mean listen pat is more uh free with himself than i am but uh it's nice knowing that like i don't have to worry necessarily about uh if if i say something perhaps edgy boy on a show yeah i'm not i'm not you know uh I'm, i don't have a band to uh risk getting kicked off exactly. you know exactly uh, scud fest in uh, yeah. in minneapolis <laughs> right know? yeah exactly i think that's a sick spot to be in because i can't imagine how many bridges we've quietly burned on this show you know I mean? <laughs> we'll never know we'll never know we know i mean there's definitely some gang guys out there that are gunning for our heads if we go to the wrong city at some point you know what i mean so um i i, I honestly wish that starting from the beginning yeah i'd have just used a pseudonym yeah, that's yeah, that's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. I really, I really do. Yeah, you have an actual like professional career. Yeah, I really wish I'd just use a pseudonym. I mean, we we don't we don't. I mean, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Who cares? I mean, I I benefit from having a name that's so common. Oh that, sure, yeah. Like, you're not gonna find me. Like, there's yeah. like a fucking like 10 million Wilsons probably in the country absolutely alone yeah let alone the world so it's yeah. like good luck motherfucker but also it's just like you can't even worry about it because it's it's something that I used to like uh sort of 
I, I would worry about, you know, like shit. Like, did I piss someone off? Like, did I say something yeah. on the show? But you know what, man? That's the fucking, that's the price of having a personality. For sure. And having a, having a, you know, that's, that's just, that's just is what it is. Like, not everyone's going to love what you have to say. No uh, hopefully you don't anger too many gang members. Yeah. Uh, and you don't, you know, get a, a sock with an eight ball in it over your head at the next, you know, gig or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but you know, as I think people that listen to your show long enough, they can kind of, uh, they can, they figure out who you are as a person. And even if you say something that they might find out of school, they go, ah, you know what? Gray's a good guy. Like, it was, yeah. you know, yeah, you know sure. what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. I, we've definitely, we've definitely been sound clipped before. It's, it's, oh yeah. Great. So this is literally the only outward facing version of myself. Right, right. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So. Other than that, I don't exist anywhere. Yeah, yes. Nate has no social media presence, nothing. You cannot find the man. Other than this, he is a ghost. That's the way to be, though. It's That's true, Kaczynski. The- so it's, yeah. So sometimes when I'm, you know, like, I, I, so I, I was listening to your show and I was listening to you and Pat talk about the most inconsequential shit that people take mm-hmm. very seriously. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, why the fuck does anybody give a shit about this at all? Yeah. And uh, I spent, uh, I spent, that entire episode and the next couple and also just sort of pondering about how deeply broken things like like how deeply broken our brains have become in the past 15 years sure and were they always this broken or is it just amplified because the most inconsequential shit gets conflated into being as important as like an actual thing all the time oh absolutely yeah and um yeah and just listening to you two talk about it was kind of freaking me out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's so funny. I, I wonder which which thing specifically. You, you don't have to mention it, but uh, we, that's so many of our episodes where, and that's kind of the 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 sort of like incredulity that we have of just like yo, you people, ever people got to go outside and yeah. just not like. And 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 the the ironic thing is always maybe not ironic, maybe totally expected that it's like. Whatever the thing that people are frothing at the mouth about, it's you're gonna forget it in like two fucking it, it, weeks. It doesn't fucking matter, and 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 it's all like from my 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 perspective. And I don't know if you call me a true outsider, but just like from a purely observational stand, you know, perspective, it's nothing but fronting. Like that's all anybody does is front. Yeah. Anytime, like there was a picture. I was listening to a recent episode where, so Eric's over here and I'm gesturing to his yes. face on, on my camera <laughs> sure. over here, but yes. he's actually right here. Yes. I was listening to a recent episode where you guys were like, you know, sort of like laughing and scoffing at the idea of like the speaker of the house thing or whatever that it took him for fucking ever to, to figure out something that who cares. And, and I remember seeing an article about a Congress, Congresswoman that was like reading a book and it was sure. such an obvious, like, staged prop. And I'm like, uh-huh. here's a person that has some say in our, like, how things actually run. Yeah. Um, and she's totally just fronting on the floor, trying to act nonchalant and read some book about not giving a fuck. Oh, and yeah. she just happened to start reading this book. Like, she's on page five. She just happened to start reading this book at the moment that that picture was fucking captured. Sure. And it's like, what a fucking obnoxious front that gets passed for something that's fucking real. Like it, yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. So, yeah, if, it, it, sorry, I'll, I'll let you go. It's just, it's, it's. We exist in in a time and place in uh, on the planet Earth where it's like 
everyone is competing to pop. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's yeah. like, and everything is, you know, if you're a politician, what does that mean? It, it, you know, in the most cynical sense, it means that I'm going to take this job, do some media gigs, not get anything done. And in four years, I'll, I'll get voted out for being ineffectual, but then I'll get the nice, you know, commentator job on fucking CNN or whatever. You're effectively and, just an entertainer. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's kind of what it all is. But I mean, like, we're all gunning for the same thing. I mean, that's what that's what it all I mean, the computer, the Internet, TikTok, Twitter, whatever. Pick your poison. It's television. And we're all competing. It's been democratized in the sense that we're all competing for people's attention because it just it fills us with glee. It just like it. So it's it is like a literally a drug. It releases dopamine in our brain. And what's the way to get attention? It's to be edgier than the next. And that's kind of just how I see anything like across the spectrum, whether you're some QAnon weirdo or you're some, you know, woked out person, you know, a young person, you're just being edgy. It's like you're just, you're just, you're trying to like one side. There are, there's the true edgelords who are really just trying to offend you because it gets them off. But then there's like, I'm going to offend you with my virtue. And like, that's going to get your, and I have to be, uh, edgier than the next because that's how I pop and that's how I get my dopamine fix of the likes and sure. it's it's really kind of sick which is why I say just get the fuck off social media like just just yeah. unless you you are truly trying to pursue like money like if you're trying to like actually bring in money for yourself go for it you know like but like if 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 you're just doing it for the fun of it like really you gotta if not be on it keep it at arm's length (laughs) yeah straight up like my girl talks about deleting social media other than just her like stuff for her business page and i'm like yo full stop if i did not have shows to promote like this show if i didn't have things to sell if i didn't have other stuff like things that necessitate me existing in this space I don't totally. think I would use these at all. You know oh, what I mean? No. It's crazy I mean, because, like, you said, if I didn't have to promote the show, because I, I sure should and not. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, that's It's all on me. I actually made an apology post from our Instagram today. I was like, hey, sorry that I don't update this very much, but my actual job necessitates that I'm on a computer or a phone all day, and Nate is a is an out-and-out Luddite, so it's just me. So if you get a post every two weeks on this, then you're just going to have to sit with it's, that. It's so, it's so weird that this is literally this is the only like outward thing that i do yes and and it's just your well, voice projecting I know, outward and I know, me kind we, of relaying pieces and tidbits of information we, to we've you. talked about having like a camera and i'm always so i'm so fucking neurotic about it. i'm like no yeah 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 no we got to get you uh, we got to get you like the, the the you know like the old crime shows or like yeah. unsolved mysteries where you're clad in black yeah you know what i mean and then we'll do live <laughs> videos with you like behind the yeah. behind the curtain so to speak yeah i just cuz i see i see folks that always want to like 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 you said eric just like like pop and be and it's like I, I literally wish I was invisible. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. No, I mean, I mean, doing a podcast is fun. Like, like I'm like it, it's what me and Pat do. I have a blast doing it. There, you know, but uh, yeah, there is this level of like, yeah, I I don't when I see people like peacocking on social media or doing whatever it is they do, it's like, and and I don't know, I you know, this could just be one per. I mean, I'm sure I'm not alone in this. I don't know what, but like a lot of times I just like, I feel bad for them. Like, I feel like you're, you're trying to get validation from, uh, an abyss black hole of, 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 of whatever this, you know, so of social media, like that speaks to me that you're not like getting 
validation or fulfillment from your actual life, from your loved ones yeah. or, you know, like that you have to go to this place yeah. and, 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 and present in such a way that's probably ultimately dishonest in some way, shape or form, you know, um, it's for the approval of strangers. And like, that's, that's, I really, I pity people like that. And maybe I'm, you know, my pity is probably not worth anything. I'm an old guy at this point. The kids out here are, you know, doing their dances and whatever, because that's how they engage socially. So, you know, maybe my pity is misplaced, but you know, what's even worse is when I see fucking like old people, like doing young people shit, like on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Oh. That's the worst. That's the worst thing is, is I get it. If like you're a native to this shit and you've never had it otherwise yeah but also yeah. like there's i think there's an age cap like knock it the fuck off <laughs> yeah for sure yeah, yeah 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 for sure anyway like when you see like a 30 32 year old person doing like the tiktok dance i'm like oh, no, yeah. no 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 stop yeah stop. no just like yeah you you have to you have to enroll in therapy yep yeah yeah go go to linkedin find the job please <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure so uh, so let's pivot, yeah, and let's get yeah. into our weekly racist round. <laughs> so I don't, so I I don't want to get super in the weeds on this, just because it would require so much context context for <laughs> Eric, and he won't be able to like he won't be able to helpfully input. And I would like to have his voice can, as present in this as possible. So I want to talk about it the next week, but I will just touch on this really briefly. Last week. I erroneously, it turns out, confirmed that a label that who we had one of their bands on the show. Yeah, uh, is it erroneous though? I think it is erroneous according to according to the the label owner. Yes, right, we'll 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 we'll, get we'll to touch that. on it more. Yeah. Potentially erroneously confirmed that a label was sketchy. Oh, oh, it's definitely sketchy. Uh, yes. Okay. So <laughs> it is definitely a sketchy label, no doubt. But I maybe I reported some secondhand information from somebody who said, oh, yeah, I know that guy. He does this and that. Mm. That individual wrote me and said, hey, I don't do this and that. I actually am a little bit sketchy. And I do acknowledge that. And it's intentional. And I get that I flirt with some fucked up imagery. But, like, I'm not a racist guy either. Yeah. And he wrote a very thoughtful email, and I've con corresponded with him a couple times. Since then, he seems like a very nice gentleman with a good head on his shoulders who, in fact, does not appear to be an out-and-out -out racist guy. And he, he sent, like I said, a very thoughtful email kind of addressing point-by-point point some of the things that were said about himself and his label. And uh, next week, so we'll, we'll same bat time, same bat, same bat channel, I will, in its entirety go over the correspondence between myself and the owner of Legion Blotain from the UK okay. and kind of touch on it. Like I said, it would re require way too much context. Eric, you would have to be up on the demo listen lore, which is that mm. we listen to racist music <laughs> a lot yeah. anymore. <laughs> we get a lot of like sketchy oi and black metal and stuff sent our way. Sure. And sometimes we're like, hey man, the riffs are good. If it's racist, don't tell me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't want to know. But sometimes there's a pre there's a such a, a strong concentration of runes and crucified skinheads yeah. that we're like i'm pretty sure pal <laughs> i'm pretty sure yeah. this one is sketch but sometimes it, the waters are muddied you know well it's 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 one of these instances where it's like where's the line between like provocative yes you know yes and exactly. like fully like okay this guy i think this guy's a nazi yeah 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 for like, sure you know and, right and, like and, like like because it, it, it i don't 
it can be hard to discern. There, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't envy that position. And I also think that anymore, people, there's, there's really, there's not a lot of discernment. Yes, sure. Right, but if you among the listening public, yeah, 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 somebody's going to call you a racist. For, absolutely, for sure. I, sure. I, I yes, but part of my correspondence with Homeboy was like. Trust my man. There are people who have said the same thing about me, and I'm provably, objectively not a racist. So yeah. who knows, you know? And he was like, "Well, maybe sketchiness is in the eye of the, the, the eye of the beholder." And I said, "I believe it. Is. I believe it largely is because some people would tell you definitively, Gray's not a sketchy guy, and other people would say steer very clear of that man. So I guess it is in the eye of the beholder." Yeah. So let's uh, let's get into the kind of the meat of the show. I don't. I feel like I didn't. Eric, I didn't give you a super uh, like a thorough rundown of like what worst possible timeline is. I assume that maybe not going both ways, but I assume that there's a fair amount of crossover listenership between our show and your show. I think probably a lot of people who listen to our show all also listen to worst possible timeline, but. What we do at the top of this show, usually for 20 minutes to 30 minutes, depending upon how salty we are about a given topic, is basically what Worst Possible Timeline does every week. I've been with that show. I've been listening to that show since it was uh, Wrestling Cinema back in the day. That was the oh, name. Sure. That, was the, that, that was the previous name of the show, right? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah we, would, we would watch uh, movies produced by WWE's film studios. Yeah. And uh, it was an exercise in pain. Um, but eventually we ran out and also we would find ourselves, uh, uh, I mean, there might be a few that we missed, but we did about 50 episodes of that. And we, and, and for a lot of them, we found ourselves just sort of bullshitting on whatever the topic of the day was. So we were just like, you know what, like, let's just drop the, the charade or the facade of, of this, uh, wrestling movie show and, uh, just, just, you know, for people that know, like you said, I'm sure there's plenty of people that, uh, I'm sure there's plenty of crossover between our shows and they know who Patrick Kinlan is and he can't, he can't help himself, but, sure. uh, but really get into shit. So, uh, that's, that became the show. Yeah. So if you like what Nate and I do and like what all three of us just did for the last 15 minutes or so, listen to worst possible timeline. It's that I tune in every week. I subscribe to the Patreon. I like it a Thank lot. It's a very good show. We need, we need more of those Patreon people because I am, I, uh, my, my job ends this week and your boys got to eat. Oh yeah. So yeah true. Feed him. Patreon.com slash worst possible timeline. Yeah, if you're a new feed, a feed Eric, yes. feed me more. Yeah. So, uh, so let's, before we get into the queue, uh, as we do every week, let's, uh, let's listen to a premiere first. We got, we got a premiere. Oh, I, I didn't send you. Oh shit. I didn't send you the links yet. No. Oh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll do a pause to edit and send Nate all the links, but, uh, but we're going to do a premiere we're going to listen to a song by the band sunblock we're going to listen to their song uh, gun to your head which is one song off of their new single and that single is a promotion for their upcoming ep which drops very soon i'll give you the rundown on where you can uh, buy all this stuff and whatnot after we actually listen to the song so we are going to listen to gun to your head by sunblock
Okay, so we just listened to Gun to Your Head by Sunblock, which is a single off of their new EP, which I believe they self-released on uh, their new label, SMD Records. Uh, you can get it on cassette. I think they're still running the uh, pre-order for it. Uh, it just launched on the 12th of this month. You can find it at Sunblock with one C, uh, sunblock.shop. So if you liked that, you can go pre-order it. Full disclosure, I did like the bio write-up for this band, so I've already heard the whole EP, and I think it's really, really good. We had the band on the show, I want to say, like, towards the beginning of last year. They put something out, like an EP. 2021. Yeah, they put an EP out in, like, the latter half of 2021. Mm -hmm. And I described it in the write-up that I did for them, and I think also on the show that it kind of sounded like uh, like power poppy kind of indie rock era Lemonheads playing late era 80s. Late, late 80s era Lemonhead songs. I think some of that quality is still retained on this. There's a really, they, they kind of strike, at least to my taste, the perfect kind of lackadaisical 90s college slacker rock thing while also juxtaposing it really effectively with some very obvious nods to punk and hardcore, which bands like the Lemonheads did in the 90s as well. Um, and I don't know if this is going to end up being the most marketable, marketable version of like hardcore adjacent stuff, we'll say, non-core. But for my money, it's definitely an iteration of it that I prefer to a lot of other stuff that's in the same lane right now. I think the whole EP is really good. It's really energetic. It's super, super hooky. It's produced well. I like how it presents. Like aesthetically, the tape looks good. I like pretty much everything about this band, which makes sense because it's also... I think most of the members, or at least two of the members, like half of the band, was also in uh, a really, really dope band out of Albany as well called Spellrunner, uh, who only put out, like, I think maybe just an EP, like a 7-inch in maybe, like, 2017, 2018, that was really cool, kind of, like, spacey, kind of surf-infused hardcore punk shit, and it fucking ruled, and I think a couple of the key members of that band are also in this band. If uh, Not to say that they're necessarily similar, but if you liked this, you should go back and listen to that Spellrunner EP. I'm pretty sure I told you about it, Nate, when it came out. We maybe mm -hmm. maybe listened to it together. Um, but yeah, what uh, you, you want to... You, you, okay, so a caveat real quick. When we do premieres on this show, people who listen to the show know... But Eric, just to let you know, you don't have to feel any sort of obligation to say anything nice about anything that you hear tonight, no matter <laughs> however you feel about it, you can be fully honest. So just because we did a premiere for a band, ain't nobody paying us no money. We did right. <laughs> we did the shit That's out of the kindness of like, our hearts. So. Sure we will, but there's no guarantee we like it. Right, yeah, exactly. So uh, how, how'd you feel about that? Uh, well, it... it, it you know what? I think you kind of said it best where it, was, it, it is that sort of hardcore adjacent uh, type thing that uh, I actually I like the direction in which this band is going. You know, would I listen to it every day? I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it is uh, I, I, I kind of dug it. I, I, I maybe need to give it a little more of a chance. For but sure. uh, you know what the thing is? And just to address like the sort of being nice thing. Um, like I don't know if I'll say necessarily take issue one way or the other, but it's sort of this thing with music journalism and stuff like that, where it's like, I feel like unless you, unless someone is like made something in their life or, or is making something is in a band or has been around the block more than a few times, you know, like I, I just, I get like squirrely when people, you know, shit on things. So like, I, I just, because it's like, 
you know, this is someone they're putting themselves out there, you know, they're, they're, and, and like, if it's not for you, that's totally valid. And like, and, and, you know, you know, sometimes it's like, sometimes like people put out music and like the, the lyrics will just be very like, just like sort of heavy and personal. And for like, I just get this like, like douche chills. Like when, when, when a, uh, when a music journalist is like, Mm, you know, eh, you know, kind of like bland and uh, and um, um, what's the word? derivative sure. and 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 it's like, yo, know, this was someone kind of like bearing their soul, you know, and like, yeah. who the fuck are you? You're some guy who writes for whatever, like what? So what I'll say is, well, I'm not afraid to necessarily shit on things. However, it is with the caveat that I don't make shit. And like, you know, I'm just some fucking Jagoff who has a podcast is on a podcast, whatever. Sure. Like, um, and that's, yeah. I, so maybe that was too long of a preamble, but like, uh, this, this particular band, this, the, the song that we just listened to, it is, I, like I said, it is more in the, uh, hardcore adjacent, the adjacent realm, uh, that I am, that I'm down for. Yeah. So, uh, shout out to Sunblock. It's interesting because that that pre- <laughs> presents the potential for an interesting dynamic. We also, as you heard, you know, start the top of every show with the caveat that we're idiots. Please don't take our opinion seriously. And it's a good thing we're not music journalists. And it's a good. It is a good thing that we're not music journalists. I feel largely the same way about music journalists, simply because of the fact that like their job is to generate clicks at this point, and mm-hmm. sensationalism is wrapped up in the entire idea of, of music journalism. And, uh, also many of these people don't create or contribute anything whatsoever. Um, yeah. I, yeah, so, I mean, they, they, they got a job to do sure, and absolutely. like, I can appreciate that. And, and like, I'm not saying you can't have an opinion on a thing and if it sucks, it sucks, but it's like, there is, there's just an element of it. That's just like, man, like, you know, just, it's just this, like, who are you? Like, who are you? Yeah. I will, I will say that on this show, we have told people to, you know, do things like such as flip their van. Yeah. You, I've never said flip your van. Maybe (laughs) that's a, that's a great line. Reach for a weapon. Insert it into your mouth. I've just, we we definitely have a pulled punches. (laughs) Oh no. But, I have, yeah, maybe I am the only one that has you, said you, flip your you're, band. You're yeah, the only one that's, that's told people. Did I tell anybody, ever tell anybody to kill themselves? Yeah, oh, <laughs> dude, <laughs> people who are listening to this show right now, I'm sure are doubled over at the question, did I ever tell anyone to kill themselves? <laughs> I'd like to get a tell, I, I'd like to get a kill yourself count if anyone out there is down to do that math. I, I don't, I don't think I have, but, um, <laughs> you know, like you're, you're right, Eric, like when, when folks, yeah, they're putting themselves out there, and I guess I didn't mean to make you feel bad about no, it. No, you're doing no, no, trust me, I mean, trust me. You don't make me feel bad. It's it's just like, um, okay, I really didn't like Fleshwater. Sure, yeah, really didn't like that. Yeah, shit. No, and we did not go did, soft yeah. on that. No, we didn't. No, everybody else does. Yeah, I think that a lot of times I will often put the little asterisks at the end of a rant. Yeah, I think. Oftentimes. Mm-hmm. What the fuck do I know? I'm just an idiot in the Absolutely. basement with toys. Absolutely. We, right? we remind people of that frequently, yes. So, and, and, and I, the only time I think I've ever actually, the only time I really lay into somebody for, like, lyrics, because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I, I'm not a fucking poet. Yeah, I yeah, hate yeah. metaphors. Sure. Right? 
I'm very direct <laughs> and blunt. But like, is when it's bros that are talking about like how insane they are and how brutal and, and yeah, rough yeah, their yeah. life is. Sure, and sure, they, sure. They, sure. See, they, they, they see you know, when they look in the mirror, they see a wraith. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. And then also, I just hate crybabies. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I fucking hate crybabies. Yeah, we 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 go pretty hard on like uh, I'm a twisted shell of a man type of lyrics. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, it's just yeah, like yeah. I doubt it, dude. I've known some twisted shells of men, and they're out on the streets begging for change or sucking dick for sure, blow. Yeah. You know. But you know who's not a twisted shell of a man? Who's that? The folks in Sunblock. The, the folks in Sunblock. They they seem like com- complete gentlemen. I thought this was fun. Yeah. This, but you know, here's the thing. Um, we we haven't seen the sun in months. That's true. Where we live. Yeah. And um, it is it is officially a full on mud winter. Yeah, it's awful, man. There's not even any snow. No, it's a nightmare. It's just a mud winter. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. This is. I want to hear this track on like the first day in may yeah. when shit is starting to green up this is definitely some nice windows down because it's finally 60 degrees for sure fucking music I, yeah i thought this was fucking sick this was fun i think you hit it on the head where it has like 90 sensibilities sure that's what stuck with me the most is it felt appropriately loose and lo-fi yeah that you could hear this in a college radio station in the 90s, and it's going to fit right in. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's get into the uh, the actual cue this week. So first up, we have got uh, the a record that everybody should have heard, but I think actually flew under a lot of people's radars last year for whatever reason, um, and that is the new Foreseen record, Untamed Force. It fucking rules. If you've been paying attention for a ba- basically the last decade at this point, you've, you're probably at least passingly familiar with this band. Uh, they're a band out of Helsinki. I had the pleasure of seeing them after their first full-length uh, Helsinki Savagery came out down in Indianapolis back in like 2014. They absolutely ripped. Uh, that was, I believe, my first exposure to them, and I've been following them ever since. They put out an, an LP back in 2017 that was really good. They just put this one out. I want to say with uh, quality control back in September. It's really, really good crossover thrashy stuff, but there's some really unhinged qualities in this, like fucking septic death style stuff, early New York hardcore, like early AF style stuff. It's really fucking good. Uh, Anthony from Gel sent that our way. Then we've got Fontaine's DC with Skinty Fia, which I assume is some sort of Irish, uh, Irish gibber. Um, this band is from Dublin. <laughs> I don't. I don't know cool. what the fuck that means. Cool. So, some Gaelic. Um, our our buddy Seth sent this our way. Um, he said he doesn't really know what to compare it to because he doesn't listen to a lot of music like this. But he thinks it's generally in the indie rock world. Seth is a big fan of you know like uh, like irate. I'm a tortured shell. Yeah, he likes tortured shell, shell, of, shell of, a of a man stuff. Right. There so. So this is this is not his his world per se. Uh, then we have got Manticore with Venerate the Disease. This was sent in by our buddy Randy, who plays in MS Paint, who described it as some actually good deathcore from Florida. And uh, I, I don't know about that, buddy. I guess we'll be the judge of that if we land <laughs> on it. I find that hard to believe. Um, then we have got Invalid. Uh, this was sent in by our buddy TJ. This came out on Sorry State last year. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, this was this was out a while back. Yeah, this came out in May of last year. Did we not have this on here before? I don't think that we did. We may have we may have talked about it on here. It may have yeah. been in the queue, but I don't think we actually listened okay. to it. Um, and uh, I saw a lot of people say this was really good, and I somehow just didn't get around to listening to it. Mm-hmm. You, would, you would think that I would. It's right in my wheelhouse. Then we have got another record that is right in our wheelhouse, uh, Savage Heads, Service to Your Country. Yeah, this is a good record. This is a really fucking good record. Um, so this was sent in by Caius, who called us retards for not mentioning it. 
I believe mm. that we did actually mention this. Nate, I think you name checked this when we did our year end. I said plastic heads. Oh, you mentioned you mentioned plastic I told you that heads. Pla- that I think they're Russian or whatever that plastic heads man. Okay, I thought I you mentioned that's who I'm talking. I about. thought you mentioned the Savage Heads record. So if we didn't mention this, then yes, we are mentally deficient because it's a really, really good, really good LP. Is this the Savage Heads that have been around for a little while? Uh, they've been around for maybe I don't know a few ten years. Ten, uh, ten years. Ten years. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure. Anyway, it wasn't Plastic Heads. Plastic Heads has like we we talked about that on the. Uh, oh yeah, yo. I, okay, yeah. So so there. Yeah, yeah. I guess it has been like ten years. I thought it was more like five, but that's because I learned today when I had to do an interview about the history of like the punk and uh, like punk and hardcore scene in Fort Wayne. That my I've gotten to the age where my sense of time is now fully skewed. Dude, you said yeah. when you we were talking the other day about um, American hardcore. Yeah, and you're like, well, it came out in like 2005. I'm like, there's no fucking way. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Yeah, so so their first EP came out in uh, Savage Hat's first EP came out in 2014. So yes, almost a full 10 years ago. Uh, I am familiar with them and I like them a lot. Yeah, this band is sick. This band is really sick. If we if we get around to listening to them tonight, we'll we'll talk about them more. China White is the Russian band I was thinking oh, of, okay, not Plastic Heads. Okay, there you go. Um, then next up we have got Psyop with Permanent Underclass. This is a band out of Washington D.C. They uh, they self submitted this. I'll talk about it more if we land on it. They sent in like a whole press pack with this. Oh boy. I'm just going to say if you are a band that is self-submitting stuff to us, you don't need to feel any sort of obligation to do that cuz I will not even glance at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This ain't that type of show, pal. We're not we're not industry people. Um, we're we're on here we're on here in you know caping we're, up for racist we're racist black metal labels. <laughs> we're hardly even people. <laughs> yeah, we're hardly even people. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, for sure. Now, now listen, you gotta you gotta big time them. You say I'm making break bands like you every day, yeah, you piece right, of shit. Kid. You'll never you never play breakdowns in this town again. You're yeah. Done. <laughs> okay. Then we've got uh, Moral Pollution with their self titled. Uh, self-titled debut release, I want to say. They may have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is their debut release. Um, this was sent in by George. I'm not sure if George plays in the band or not. He described this as some uh, some hardcore stuff out of uh, Michigan. I think they might be based, like, I don't know where in Michigan, actually. It doesn't say. Then we have got PH People with their demo. This was sent in by Elliot, who I believe is, yeah, Elliot is in this band. This is a UK band from uh, Newcastle upon Tyne. He said it's his band's demo. It came out, like, I don't know, like last month, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we've got Skull with Extasensia. Uh, this is a new band from Colorado Springs. Uh, frequent caller into the show, submitter to the show, listener of the show, uh, buddy Zach Honeycutt, who I had the uh, pleasure of meeting when I went out to Denver uh, back in fall of 2021 for Convulse Fest. This is his new band. He said it's the first band he's played in in many years. He's playing drums in this band. They only released one song instead of a full uh, demo, which we'll, we'll get to admonishing them about that more if we land on this. And then la- last up, we have Shiva with their Cyclone EP, which is a band, I believe, based out of L.A. Uh, they're on a label that's based out of L.A. This was sent in by Mike, who runs uh, a thing called Twin Peaks Sessions, which is, like I think, like a YouTube channel uh, that does like live sessions for like singer-songwriters and bands and stuff mm. like that. He asked me to do one over COVID uh, for a project that I was recording and releasing around then, uh, but I didn't remember how to play any of the songs that were on the record, so I told him no. <laughs> uh, so let's uh, let's roll the dice and uh, see what's up first tonight. All right. Three. 
All right, so three is is Manticore with Venerate the Disease. We're going to find out if Randy's claims about this being actually good actually good deathcore uh, stand stand our scrutiny. I'm actually going to read what Randy said about this because he had he had quite a lot to say. So he said if deathcore was ever at one point cool and remotely sonically interesting, which I would contend that it wasn't, but let's just say in this world that Randy's proposing that's true. This band existing in the current timeline is evidence of that fact. Somewhere someone uh, someone Somewhere someone who stopped wearing flat bill fitteds and got that earlobe surgery to work a day job in a cubicle is shedding a tear of joy because it brought him back to the good old days of whatever golden era of that genre had. Real deal deathcore only made better by the fact that the members of this band are literal high school kids residing in Boca Raton, Florida, of all places. So there you go. A glowing review from Randy. He really set this up to not suck. Um, he doesn't have a particular song that he suggested we listen to, but they have the second song after their intro queued up to play. Uh, so we're just going to listen to that. We're going to listen to Menticide by Manticore off of Venerate the Disease.
Okay, we just heard the song Menticide by Manticore off of Venerate the Disease. This is a band evidently of high school kids, if, if Randy is to be believed, from Boca Raton, Florida, which is, you know, uh, a, uh, I, not the first place my mind goes when thinking about 808, ba- 808 bass drop deathcore. So before I say anything about what my opinions of this style of music, generally, more broadly speaking, may be, I will say... If this is indeed high school kids playing this, that is genuinely very impressive. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. no doubt, 100%. If I think back to anything I was playing in high school, it was not even approaching this level of competency. I can't even speak the English language, right. and I'm a 33-year-old man. So that should tell you what I was doing in high school with my guitar. I, so I was going to say, if there's one thing that we do tend to like not do yes outwardly on this show when it comes to disliking something yeah it is not to step all over genuine kids yeah absolutely doing something that is sick yeah for sure right like we try to be very aware of that because there's a couple times we've gotten pretty hard i'm like wait 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 how old are these folks right yeah yeah yeah, for sure well we we usually will have a cutoff point (laughs) because we already listen to children's music every week right yes effectively yes exactly and so like we don't we don't want to like actually shit on like kids sure because ostensibly i mean i just talked about this earlier today in a conversation i was having ostensibly my my real role is to occupy just enough space here if i must occupy any space in subculture at all to give actual young people free reign to do whatever the fuck they want you know what i mean and you you hit the nail on the head like i wish i was as as good at anything Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. As these kids are playing, I guess, okay, deathcore. Yeah, for sure. Right? Like, like, no, it lost me at the bass drops. Yeah, sure. The first part, I, so basically this was three songs. It was kind of three songs. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, for sure. There were at least three points in the song where I thought it was over. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, right? yeah. And then I was like, fuck, we're only like two minutes in. Yeah. Um, And uh, the, the first half, I was like, all right, if this is what we're hitting, yeah. I'm okay. Sure. Speaking of hitting, yeah. that snare's got to go. Oh man, I liked that snare a lot. No, I was gonna not. say the ping did, snare was I, killing I did it for not me. Like it, like oh, I, I know it. that that is a staple in like Bing. gore and, yeah. and, and, and and a lot of stuff that is. I, I don't listen to enough deathcore to actually know. Sure, but I know it's 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 a thing in a lot of stuff that is adjacent to deathcore. Sure, and, slam and stuff like that. Yeah, no, it's gotta go. I loved it. It killed any of the stuff that I liked about this song. Mm-hmm. It just shit all over it. Okay, yeah, I'll, but I'm, I'm of the opposite mind on this. That said, I was into the first part. When the bass drops hit, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is why I don't like this stuff. Sure, yeah. And then at the end, that dissonant sort of outro, I was like, I can probably listen to this. Sure, it's fine, I guess. Yeah. Here's the thing: I I would never listen to this on my own. Sure. If I saw some kids in a basement doing this, yeah, I'm all in. Absolutely. That's that's I I won't retread too much of the ground here because I think I'm in a, a pretty similar space with this. I may be a little bit more forgiving on some of the musical stuff. Eric, you may be, we're basically the exact same age. I'll be 33 in like less than a month. And I know okay. you'll be 33 this year too. Uh, yeah, uh, September is when I am. So you're just a touch, touch older than me. So I think I maybe just from my understanding of your kind of relationship to, to subculture and like hardcore and stuff, 
I think I may have started going to shows a couple years before you, but I think we probably got into sort of the mainstream hardcore of the mid to late aughts, probably around the same time. Because when I started going to shows, it was like a lot of local like street punk and bullshit. And then probably around like 05, 06, 07 is when I started getting plugged into like shit that was happening with, you know, be it No Way or Sorry State or Bridge Nine or whatever the fuck that was happening around that time. And becoming more aware of kind of hardcore in general. Yeah. What I know of you, it seems like you were at no point like a death core guy. No, not my thing at all. Really? Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, it's just, I mean, I, I think I echo mostly what you guys are saying and just that, uh, it, yeah. If these are indeed high school kids, then they have, uh, they should keep playing music for sure. 100% discourage any of them um but it's yeah it's just this this type of music's just not for me yeah for sure i'm i'm so yeah i also the the reason i kind of set that up is because like i also i i have been met with a certain degree because of like where my age sits with a certain degree of incredulity from some of my peers like you got you mean to tell me dude you never like despised icon you never liked the acacia strain like no, I didn't. I'm not fronting. That wasn't my shit. I was exposed to it, you know, via osmosis, uh, just yeah. like in my in my peer group. And some of it I could tolerate more than others. I certainly saw bands, you know, local level bands playing that style of music when I was a teenager. And at its best, I found it inoffensive. At its worst, I thought it was like truly repulsive music and I bullied people for liking it. <laughs> I'm, I'm beyond both of those points at this, at this juncture in my life. Um, I am at a point where if I hear something that's good, I don't really care what its associations are socially, et cetera. If it's good, it's good. I don't care how that reflects upon me. I thought that this was a really excellent example of what it was, and it didn't lean into so many of the deathcore tropes from that era that were really repulsive to me uh, when I was a kid. Like, there is almost nothing about deathcore of the mid to late aughts, early 2010s that I found attractive on any level. This I actually thought had a tighter, like a firmer grasp on some of the metallic, the nineties metallic hardcore through lines that probably inadvertently led to deathcore than most of those bands. When it first kicked in that sort of like melodic flair that sounded more akin to something like Archangel or some shit, some like nineties melodic metallic hardcore than it did any deathcore I was exposed to as a kid. And I was rocking with that. Now the tropes like the 808 bass drops and shit like that are stupid. The like low vocal, high vocal dual attack was stupid, but there were moments where they hit some sick, like, you know, dissonant chord breakdowns that sounded like disembodied and shit. And I'm, I'm, I'm with that. That's cool. I'm, much like Eric, much like Nate, I will not discourage these kids from playing music. They are clearly very, very good at it. Even if they're going in a direction or playing a, st- a type of music that never resonated with me, they're very, very fucking good at it. I'm sure that kids in their peer group, their local scene, if indeed one does exist in Boca Raton, they're probably the best band in Boca Raton, sure. Florida. You know what I mean? So by all means, don't listen to what a few dusty old pieces of shit have to say about the style of music that you're playing. If this is what you like, you clearly excel at it. Keep doing it. It's not for me, but it's not meant for me either. I'm not, 
I was supposed to have aged out of subculture so long ago yeah. that for me to comment on what high school kids are playing at this point, I just have to recuse myself. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I think venerate the disease, I think is a cool as fuck name. It is pretty sick. Yeah. So yeah. in the age of COVID, like, is that, is that approaching edgy? It, it, came, it might be approaching edgy. Although I would, I would doubt again, I'm, projecting my own high school mindset onto these kids, I would doubt that there was that much forethought put into it. They probably just put together some words and they were like, dude, that sounds fucking sick. Probably, which is honestly, that's cooler. Yeah, that's way cooler for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. We're so steeped yeah. in like, like venerate the disease. Yeah. I probably think of the word or say the word venerate. We've said this before, yeah, yeah, yeah. like three times a week. Yeah, just because of like being yeah. in subculture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, and listening to so much death metal right. and black metal and stuff. And, yeah. and I was looking up the artist for this, you know, that they the, the, the artwork that they scoop for this release. Yeah. And it's by um, an artist from like the turn of the century, mm -hmm. the last century. Yeah. Uh, Sasha Schneider. Okay. And it's uh, a piece called Mammon and His Slave. That's cool. And I'm looking at other artwork by this guy, Sasha Schneider, and he's got a really good style that I really dig that seems to show a lot of like uh, like supernatural uh, deity or, or deities or whatever mm -hmm. just putting the wood to people. Man. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm with that. I'm with that for sure. So there you go. They have a song called Altar of Mammon. Yeah. So that's that's thematically yeah. on point. And uh, I'm, I'm glad to see this band because one thing that I really hated about Deathcore of the 2000s was that it all seemed to be about like how women were bitches and sluts, you yeah. know what I mean? And not even in like a cool death metal way, like I'm going to hack up these right. bitches, but more just like my ex-girlfriend cheated on me. She sucked the guy's dick and now she's going to die. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. This seems cool. It's more It's more occult. It's a little bit more mysterious. The 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 aesthetic is certainly more akin to hardcore and death metal uh, that of appeals the, to me. Yeah, yeah. And of exactly. the 90s. Of the 90s, yep. For sure, yeah. So all in all, not I don't listen to deathcore, but if I'm going to listen to it in the basement, I'll listen to this band for sure. All right, what's uh, what, what do we got next? All right, um, seven. Okay, uh, so seven is the uh, PH People demo. This is a band out of the UK that uh, Elliot, who plays in this band, sent our way. He plays drums in this band. You can find this at urticariarecords.bandcamp.com. Urticaria. Urticaria. It's the genus of um, like plants, like nettles, I think. Oh, this is see, this is where your your masters in biology comes in handy. Mm -hmm. My actual career in biology. Yes, your actual career. Yes. Um, so this is a demo that just came out in December uh, December of last year. <clears throat> it certainly visually looks like something that I might like to hear. Uh, it's it's actually the hives urticaria is a hives but oh, okay whatever yeah <laughs> we don't Ur Ur means to itch yes we, we don't we don't need to get into yeah. the literal weeds i have to fucking know yes it's your job to know right okay so uh i don't think a particular song was uh suggested to us off of this demo uh they have got the first song queued up to play and it looks to be pretty representative of the runtime of all the songs on here they're all clocking in at just about a minute long so we'll go with that so we're going to listen to film for slugs by ph people off of their demo Yeah. 
We just heard the song Film for Slugs by PH People off of their demo. Eric, I'm going to I think I'm going to kick this one to you first with the with the sort of preamble that on the show, maybe on Axe to Grind, maybe on Worst Possible Timeline, I I have if I recall correctly, I think I've heard you talk about some of the sort of like loft punk mysterious guy hardcore yeah. shit that that Pat truly checked out for you were down to have a good time with when it was happening. And I'm very much in that same camp too. Uh, so I'm interested to hear that, how this hits you. Yeah. So when I like, when I hear the word demo, that is what we just listened to is precisely like the, that, that is the, 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 what kicks off in my head. Sure. Uh, that was a hardcore demo. That is what, that, that is how I, my internal definition of that of that term um uh i was down i'm down with it uh and yeah i i was a good portion of my uh f- you know d- 20s late teens was going to those uh those brooklyn diy you know uh loft punk venues um you know hoax sure. that that type of stuff yeah. uh yeah i was fully down fully down Absolutely. and um yeah, this was very reminiscent of uh, of that stuff, and uh, I, I dug it. I mean, like you, like I said, like that's if I was thinking about being in a hardcore band or starting a hardcore band, and we were gonna put out like a four song thing uh, and hand out the burn CD at, at shows because it's too in my mind, it's still 2010. Um, that's that's what it would sound like, and uh, I'm into it. Hell yeah, yeah. That's kind of where I figured you would uh, would lie on this, considering the fact that I, I had heard you cape up for hoax and stuff like that in the past. Um, yeah, I was revisiting like uh, Crazy Spirit this week and like Dawn oh, of sure. Humans and stuff like that. Yeah. So this is this this is hitting me just right. I'm in the mood for that. This is in that general realm. It's it's not as weird and like intentionally yeah. off putting as that type of stuff. The attitude, sure. The low finest of it, the low fi quality of it, right? The the visual presentation of it as well. Yeah, like this is. Um, you don't know if I, I don't know if I actually want to hear a better version of this. Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah. Yep. yep. And 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 because the 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 the, the uh, yeah the low finest and the attitude of it is almost more important than like sonic any sonic clarity the riffs the composition you know yeah. I'm curious what the rest of this sounds like because that was like just a real basic like single riff super yeah super stripped down thing very very sort of lackadaisical and yes I, i'm kind of wondering if it's sort of like the intro to maybe a little something that's a little more dynamic yeah after this so i'm going to check this out later yeah my interest is peaked but for sure. I, I just like you you eric i i'm kind of a sucker for this sort of stuff yeah this is you know yeah i am kind of a sucker for this sort of stuff because i don't play any instruments I don't really give a shit how good you are at playing your instrument in general. Is am I entertained and is the vibe hitting me the right way? Yeah. That's what's more important to me than any mastery of yeah. your instrument. And so this this check those boxes for me. Yeah, as as the kids say, I think, the vibes are immaculate. Yes. <laughs> is is that what they're saying now? That, I think we try, that, we try every week to stay on top. Yeah, we try to stay on top of the vernacular, the youth vernacular. Right. And and I only get it like tertiarily through you yeah well my girlfriend is five years younger than me and has a tiktok account so i try to sort of i try to absorb through osmosis when she says things like it's giving this or 
serving, you know, yeah. saying things like that. So yeah, I just I this I love this stuff when it's lo-fi and and like arrogant and ignorant. Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yep. Yeah, I hope that's what this is. Yeah, I like this to be knuckle dragging, low, low fucking barrier to entry, fun, stupid ass music for stupid people. So yeah. when I would teach, yeah, when I used to teach science classes and stuff, and we talk about the pH scale, mm -hmm. I, <laughs> pH stands for potential of hydrogen. Okay, how much hydrogen is released by the substance in solution? Sure, I would correct my students and say that it's pronounced. The f scale, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I would fuck with them like that. <laughs> sure, yeah. So there's probably some people still walking around with that in their mind. Uh, I was always like, it, it, it's actually pronounced f the f scale. <laughs> there, there's some kid hanging out with his friends, and he's like, it's the f scale, isn't it? Yeah. And they're like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, no, no, it's the f scale. Yeah, 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 for sure. That's that's certainly going on in some friend group somewhere. Yeah. Also, yeah. Eric, do you have a do you have a timeline for this? Because we're we're all wordy boys here, so. No, I don't know. We can, you can know, hang, down. Hang, hang till whenever we're not monopolizing yeah. your time. No, sure okay, cool. Sense. I just wanted to make sure before we kept rolling the dice that we're not keeping you from, from doing things that are much cooler than being on a hardcore podcast. No, you're good. All right, cool. Let's, uh, let's roll the dice. See what's up next. Four. Okay. Four is, uh, four is the new Savage Head stuff, which I imagine from jump, we're probably all going to be, going to be in concurrence on this um they got the first song queued up to play there's also an eponymous track on this i think we should probably just we should just go in where savage heads decided sure. we should go in okay so we're going to listen to scapegoats by savage heads off of their new record service to your country Let's go. 
we'd search scapegoats by Savage Heads off of service to your country. They're uh, they're a long awaited record after after nine years. What it's do you worth th- the wait. What do you what do you suppose these folks have been doing for nine they're years? They're in other bands like Yeah, um, true, true, true. Chain true. Rank. Yeah, exactly. So Anti Machine. I was gonna mention that. Yeah, I knew that this was members of Chain Rank and uh, on on my way to band practice last night I was actually just uh, revisiting up against the wall by Chain Rank. That band had members of like, you know, Green Beret, a bunch of fucking sick ass bands from that era in general. So Blood and, Crow Butchers and yep. people from that yeah, are in this for band. For sure. So it makes That's sense. My era, man. And that's my era. That is that is my era too, man. Quarantine. Yeah, dude. Like, you know, Boston Strangler, all of that kind of stuff. Yes. That yes. was that was a moment for me that will forever live in my mind as like one of my favorite mm-hmm. moments in hardcore. You know, it was cool. There was so much sick music coming out, and it was like, it was. I mean, maybe it's the only instance in which you can use the word incestuous and mean it as like a as a as a gigantic compliment. Yeah. That like. Every all these bands just shared members, and all of the bands were sick in like their own kind of unique way. Yep. And uh, yeah, that what we just listened to it fucking rocked. It like it hits you in a way like, and I'm sure both of you guys can can relate to this, but it's just like, you know, I can remember being fourteen, fifteen, and like hearing Agnostic Front for the first time and being like, oh yeah, like I don't I don't really know what this is even yet, but like I'm hearing it and like. This is for me, full yeah. stop. Nothing like I've never listened to music that has made me like as spiritually horny as this music is yeah. making me. Right <laughs> yeah. now. Like when I hear that shit, it's like a lightning bolt, and you just want to like throw yourself off of a fucking stage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. In the in the interview for that documentary I did earlier today, like I just talked about the revelation of you know seeing somebody walk on somebody else's head for the first time and just understanding you were allowed to do that and just being like, Oh shit, I'm going to be doing that for the, as long as my body will allow me to do it. And so as you know, loyal listeners of demo listen will know this is like, this is a softball pitch to Nate and I, Yeah, this is exactly what I think of. If somebody says the word hardcore and I have to pull a sound out of my mind, this is the first one that I pull out. Sure. Yeah. This is like, I, I don't want to say this is quote unquote no modifier hardcore because you can throw plenty of modifiers in this. They use the term, you know, UK 82 and talk about some of like the, the early D beat or proto D beat stuff. And there's that in here. I'm sure it's also present, you know, in the rest of the record, but there's a ton of first wave American hardcore in this too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like, full-on anglophile music like they drop comparisons to like the partisans and Mm -hmm. skeptics and stuff and certainly that shit is apt but there's a lot of dna of just like first wave american hardcore in this too yeah this is this is good and the proto the proto d beat is just perfect yeah yeah yeah. it's perfectly sprinkled in there yeah it's 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 not quite there yeah um but yeah yeah. yeah, and Partisans I brought up when we we recently did our Year in Hardcore 82 Patreon series, and I brought a bunch of UK stuff to the table, and I, I, don't, I can't remember if I ended up playing them or just mentioned them, but I mentioned the Partisans on there, and we listened to a ton of UK 82 stuff, so that stuff is fresh on my mind as well, and yeah, there's, there's nods to that in here, but in general, this is just like hardcore like it should be played. Right. You know what I mean? It's just like if I, if I had to pick a Desert Isle sound, like generally it would fall in this general wheelhouse. If there was one thing that I had to listen to for the rest of my life, it would probably sound pretty close to this. And, like, this sort of stuff, if, you know, if you want to talk about moshing, yeah, 
there's no room for bricks with this, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, just yeah, have fun. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just go in a fucking circle, just pogo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody's right? either going side to side, going in a circle, or stage diving. Yeah, you know like, there's I mean? there's no real room for, for, like, actually being a dick. Yeah, everybody's just having a good time. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, yeah, that was sick. As expected, we are indeed morons for not mentioning this uh, when we had the opportunity to do it, but we've rectified it. We I fixed was, it. I was aware of it. Yeah, I was aware of it, but there was just... Hey, we're living in a time when a lot of good music is coming out, and uh, we listen to hundreds of bands a year, so we can't catch them all. Uh, all right, what's uh, what's next? Five. All right, five is uh, Moral Pollution with their self-titled release. You can find this at moralpollution.bandcamp.com. They're from Michigan. I'm not sure where in Michigan. I do know that they are a new band. This just came out on December 10th of last year um i'm assuming that this is more or less a more or less a demo um so this was sent in by george who i'm again not sure if he is in the band just a friend of the band what the deal is they do have a self-titled track on here and one of our our hard and fast rules on this show is that if you're gonna name a, a song after the name of your band it better be it, good. You better fucking better bring be it. You better put your best foot forward on that. So we're going to listen to that song. Even though it's not the first song on here, we're going to listen to, and I also love anytime I get the chance to say this, as yeah. you know, Nate. Yeah. So we're going to listen to the song Moral Pollution by the band Moral Pollution off the record Moral Pollution. Perfect. heard the song moral pollution by the band moral pollution off the release moral pollution like i said i guess you know you you could call this a demo if you wanted to the quality is is such that you could also just call this a debut release i guess an ep right um eric you want to you want to kick it off are you a crusty boy you like burly crusty sounding stuff and all you know, I used to like, I used to hate it when I was younger, but lately, as a, for whatever reason, like I saw Tragedy probably back in like 2012. Yeah. And I was like, 
you know, I, I wasn't a hater, but like it, they were on another show with a bunch of other bands, sure. I, like maybe like Boston Strangler or something like that. And they were headlining and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll go to that. And I watched them and I was like, I'm down, but it's not, you know, not exactly my thing. But like in the last like two years or so, I'm like really down for crust. Sure. And uh, I was down with what we just listened to that. That was it. Also, it's like, I think maybe I think at some point in my life wires got crossed and I conflated like street punk with crust punk whatever sure. and then like when I came to crust I was like oh this is a lot like heavier and like kind of more like like just 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 like more brutal than like I thought it was yeah. I thought it was kind of, I thought it was something different but uh yeah I'm in, I'm down with crust that's a long way of answering that yeah, I thought this was pretty good, and it's kind of it's kind of apropos uh, well, based on the Patreon series. I was going to say, just so yeah. we just did a Patreon listen through of the Great American Steak Religion, and then the few releases that are on Witch Hunt. Yeah, um, and I had said you don't have this style of hardcore. Yeah, in the aughts and beyond, mm-hmm. without his heroes gone, and without you know that sound that was pioneered then sure yeah, from you could Ashes hear Rise, that, all that kind of you stuff. could hear that and the dissonance of this absolutely yeah. there was a burliness to this probably mostly because of the vocal delivery sure yeah that for me almost almost landed on like the 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 tempo and, and, and everything with this it almost i was like don't break it down guys please yeah, yeah, yeah. don't hit a fucking breakdown yeah. because yeah. it almost sounded like this was going to be some heavier like gruff street shit yeah that, but it wasn't. This yeah, was yeah. just the circle pitting part of of one of those sort of hardcore songs without the fucking beatdown part. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I thought it was okay. Yeah, I thought it was pretty solid. It was, it was pretty solid. I don't listen to a lot of this, this sort of stuff anymore. Um, and um, I, 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 I just, I like it a little raw. I, th- I think yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- this I, was, I would say that, yeah. the production on this was pro- yeah, there was a lot of low end, a lot of crunch in it. Right, a it little was, bit more than I prefer it, it in my was crust. Well yeah. done, and, for sure. Yeah, and a lot of times, if I'm going to listen to this, I just like a lot more filth. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Yes, th- this was really clean. There was a, uh, a sterility to it that I don't necessarily prefer in music of this style, but it was really well done. Uh, I will say my initial instinct was that I like this music either when it goes a little bit heavier than this or it goes a little bit more ripping than this and mm-hmm. this sort of tread a middle ground where it didn't kind of fully commit to either of those it got a little chunky at a couple moments and it was kind of fast but not like ripping fast and that's not an indictment you know this is also i don't know the average age of the people involved in this this is obviously a debut release i don't know if they've been involved in other things i will say for the first thing that you put out into the world this is a really, really sure. solid, a really solid, solid entry onto the scene. We'll say it didn't captivate me, but I thought it was really capable. And again, it was very much in the vein, in the lineage of stuff that we were just listening to and talking about. You certainly don't arrive at this without a a well, uh, well explored appreciation of like his hero is gone and right. shit of that in that vein yep. for sure. Yeah, so. this is this is this is like. Um you know, like a Southern Lord sound. Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. From like 2000, whenever like the first Nails LP came out. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what 2011, I mean? yeah. This, this is a band that maybe does like the a week uh, of regional shows with Nails in 2012, 2013. Yeah. For sure, yeah. Or or like uh, Dead in the Dirt or something like that. Yep. Yeah, yep. for sure. Yeah, not bad at all. You know, you know what's surprising, just real quick, I mean, I'm sure you probably, guys probably know this, but I only found this out like very, very recently. And a friend of mine sent me 
uh some demos of of something they they that they're working on right now and uh i listened to it and i was like yo this is this is a demo i was like you could put this out right fucking now this sounds great and i guess that we've come to a point in technology where you can put something together relatively quickly yeah. and uh and record it on whatever garage band i don't even know but uh you can put out some some shit that sounds real good like with sure. low effort you know yeah absolutely yeah i so yeah my my new band went to the studio it went into the studio like a couple weekends ago to record ostensibly our demo and it i mean it's just fully like a six song ep <laughs> yeah, I mean? like, yeah it's just an ep like it's it's a demo only because it's the first thing that we did so, i guess you know so is it more effort now to make something that sounds demo core you know, like if Sometimes, I wanted to sound yeah. like the 87 breakdown, yeah. you know, yes. with like, or, or I'm just going to have to record it to a cassette thing or something. Oh, like it's that. definitely more effort, I would say, because you're getting a higher quality via an iPhone, even if you know how to use it, than right. you are from like an analog tape recorder. And if you go into even like a pretty bare bones studio, if you, if you are working with somebody who knows what they're doing on the back end of things, just like, you know, in post production, they can make your shit sound good. So if you want to record something that sounds like the raw deal demo, you got to go fucking buy an eight, tra an eight track tape recorder, mic everything yourself and like cut that shit in a garage. So it is genuinely more expensive oftentimes and definitely more footwork to like record yeah. something that sounds like the outburst demo, you know? Yeah. We kind of lament that too, because yeah. A lot of those early demos, whether it's hardcore, grind, you know, death metal, whatever, one of the appealing things about them is, and the endearing things about them, is the lo-fi quality of them. Yeah. Where it's just like, you know, you accidentally arrived at a sound that sets the standard. Yeah, for sure. You yep. know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, when we have a band on here that, you know, we hear like something that's super lo-fi and you're like, how curated is this? Yeah. Right? Did they just like, well, whatever, this is what we get? Sure. Probably not. They probably fiddled with some things and yeah. said, we want to sound like, you know, we want to sound like, yeah, we want to sound like the Breakdown 87 demo. Yeah. So let's roll the dice one more time. We'll listen to one more thing, and then we'll, I think we have like three, four messages that people send in for Eric that ostensibly may or may not be hardcore and punk related. Okay. We don't want to monopolize too much of Eric's time. So no. let's listen to one more band, right. and uh, and then we'll, we'll listen to some messages and shit. One. Okay, cool. I'm glad we landed on this. It could have gone one of two ways. There were a couple things in here that were staring me in the face as like just <laughs> stuff that I was not excited about what I was probably going to be forced to say. I was about hoping it. to land on Skinty Fia. Uh, yeah, that that yeah. So that Fontaine's DC stuff, I'm interested to check out just on my own time, yeah. just based on what it looks like and et cetera, et cetera. But this is guaranteed good. I already know. I've listened to this LP. It fucking rocks. This is foreseen untamed force. I think coming in at the beginning is as good a place to start as any. All the songs on here are like, you know, between three and a half, four and a half minutes long. They mm -hmm. utilize their time well. It's nine tracks. This is full sound. You're getting a proper fucking LP. So we'll just start at the beginning. We're going to listen to Soldier's Grave by Foreseen off of Untamed Force.
So we just heard the song Soldier's Grave by Foreseen off of their LP Untamed Force, which Quality Control put out last year. I mean, those among you who hate to rock, I guess see yourself out. Close <laughs> your podcast window now because I, I truly think this is this is a moment where Man of War would instruct wimps and posers to leave the hall. This is a popular sound now. Yes. And this is an excellent example of it. This is a very good example of it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. How you how how you had you listened to this band or this record or anything before, Eric? No, I feel like you know I I'm a little bit of a dilettante when it comes to music like this because I I really liked what we just listened to it. It like there was little tweaks that I would make if I'm being really picky. Sure. Like I don't know if I would have done the double bass pedal. I don't know some of the guitar was weird. It maybe was a little too long. But that all being said, it it had the it had quirks like the vocals forgive me if if i I mean no offense by this the vocals were like just goofy enough that i love it for sure i i love that like i love that like like are you guys familiar with the band uh i I guess violence but it's like violence of course yeah 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 yeah. i just love it like i i like that i like weird vocals and uh that was really really enjoyable yeah, so good, man. I so I I've been talking a lot recently, and you can find more flourishes of what I'm about to talk about on the rest of this record. As much as there is European thrash in this, and there's Celtic Frost in this, there's also a ton of '80s New York hardcore in this. Mm-hmm. There's a lot in this. You can you can detect it even in this song. It's more present on other tracks on the record. And one thing that I've talked about recently, and and kind of a reference point for the band that I just started doing to my bandmates, is that so much of that like mid to late '80s New York hardcore stuff, these dudes were consuming and trying to emulate shit that was coming from that metal world, which is how you end up with like crumb suckers and shit like that. Yes. And even on like the early sheer terror stuff, they talk about how they're influenced by Celtic frost and, and shit like that. And you can hear it. You can detect those through lines. And I think the thing that I love the most about this foreseen record is that it marries all of those worlds in a way that feels really satisfying. As Eric pointed out, like, the over-the-top vocals on this are fucking great. It's one of the fav- my favorite things about that Mastermind record that came out last year is that 
it embraces the sort of goofy aspects of this style of music, but doesn't play them as a joke. It plays them pretty straight faced, but like, I'm sure everyone involved knows like, this is absurd. This is ridiculous, but it also kicks ass, which is my favorite component of this right. kind of stuff. You know? and like, it, gives it, it gives it personality. Exactly. It, 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 yes. It's its own little flair on it, which is great. And it's like, if you're a guy who's into, or if you're a person who's into music like that, and you're also weird, that it's like, it's like, yeah, like, give me the weird shit, you yeah, know? Yeah, like, sure. I've heard Metallica, I've heard Man of War, I've heard that, like, give me, like, the the weird guy doing this kind of music in like in a in, in a like 100 cap room yeah yeah absolutely yeah for sure yeah. yeah and like the fact that they lean into the hokiness of it some absolutely, like a lot yeah. we talked about the mastermind and like the artwork and everything like this yes the artwork on this is absurd i love the I, fucking it, art it's, for it's, this, it's, it's really I love it. can i see this somehow how do i see this uh if you so foreseen.bandcamp.com if you if you can open that on your browser um they it should be like the it should just cube this up if you go there the art is so sick. Anybody listening to this, go take a look at it. But, you know, it's fucking dogs with glowing it's, red it's eyes. It's a dog. It's Cerberus. Yes. Oh, that's right. It is a dog. It's with three heads. Cerberus, yes. And then there are two figures in the back. One appears to be one appears to be either a zombie or a man yeah. shaking a deal to make, like shaking hands to make a deal with some wicked specter. Who, whose oh, eye is also perfect. glowing red. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, right? Exactly. Perfect. So yeah. leaning into the hulkiness and the campiness of it, as was mentioned, like the vocal, the, the vocal delivery is just a little skewed. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. But like running with it, this that makes it way harder. Yes, I would agree. Than like any affected like hyper masculine like tough guy shit. Yeah, yeah, I agree for sure. Like, it, 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 to 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 add a because this music is hard. But if you add an unhinged component yeah. into it, I don't want to feel like I'm going to get spin. Like, it's not scary. I'll say this. The idea of a guy in mesh shorts spin kicking me is not scary at all. Just but irritating. The, it's just kind of irritating. But the idea of some maniac wrapped in chains holding a combat knife to my throat while this plays, right. that's intimidating. Right. I like that. If I were approached by a specter... Yeah. With a glowing red eye mm -hmm. offering to shake my hand. Yeah. I'm shaking it. I'm shaking that hand, oh, dude. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this, let's find out what happens. Because you yeah. know what? Ain't much happening right now. That's the thing, dude. <laughs> I mean, the fucking the I, I'm I've I'm fine with the sort of mundane nature of day-to-day -day life. Yeah. I find I find a fair amount of joy in it. That said, if a specter reaches out his fucking his ghostly hand to yeah. me in an attempt to make some sort of unholy deal. I'm not even hesitating. No. Because what's going to happen? I already don't believe anything's waiting for me when I die. I certainly don't believe anything. I'm find out. I don't, I, I don't believe anything's waiting for me in my, uh, my later years. I love and cherish the people in my life. But if I have to choose between you know, time with my loved ones or a deal with a specter... If I it, think the, yeah, the like, option is like, obvious. If I got fuck you money, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I got fuck you money, I'd be like, man, I don't know, man. Sure, sure. But as it stands right now, right? Yeah, I, I'm taking I, I kind of already deal. got superpowers. Right, yeah, you yeah. You know, look at all this fucking money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, sure, let's see what happens. Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, I don't know, fucking take it to him, man. Yeah, I'm doing a deal with the Spectre nine times out of ten. Yeah.
All right, so let's uh, let's listen to a few messages. I I put the call out for uh, for folks to ask Eric specific, you know, subculture specific questions. Our uh, listenership is notoriously unruly, so we'll see if anybody actually adhered to the prompt on that. We have a call from AJ, oh. who who Eric. I'll just give you the most the 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 most cursory of uh, context. We we have a caller named AJ, a listener named AJ, who. Sometimes we'll call in and leave a message that is very cogent, asks a, at the very least, a reasonable, sometimes an outright compelling question. And then I would say like 75% of the time, we'll call in and leave something that is truly so indecipherable, indiscernible, esoteric, rambling that I don't even play it on the show because there's no possible way we could ever explain or like discern what was intended to even be communicated. And I think that, I think that actually between you and me and AJ, yeah, AJ has told more people to kill themselves in this show. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. AJ. And it's always like an imagined enemy or somebody. <laughs> yeah, that, he really sounds paranoid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's always, I was, I was just sitting in a fucking bus and I just saw like, you know, some guy who was, you know, at, at what appeared to be the age of 30. Yeah. He was, um, you know, he was listening, he, you know, he was, he was, he was listening to uh, Stained. Yeah. Just fucking kill yourself. Yeah, yeah, it's very much like that. Yeah, for sure. He's, 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 <laughs> everywhere he goes, there's an enemy waiting, lying in wait. Right. Um, he, he sounds like a foreseen record. I was going to say, he lives in the foreseen oh, world. Yeah, he, maybe he shook his hand. He maybe, he, maybe he did a deal with the Spectre. So, uh, so let's listen to this AJ message and see how coherent it is. Yo, I know I'm always rambling about gobbledygook and all that jazz, but I'm um, curious. What's your guys' thoughts on? Well, I have experienced uh, recently on a show what I consider like an indie phenomenon where three bands played. One of them that the you might know them, Gray, because they're also on Triple Crown when you were on that Triple Crown pop punk raid, but. Uh, other two bands, they, well, one of them, like, had, I think they said they only had one song release, and they're like, kind of like a staple headliner for the bar. But yeah, that's the thing. It's like indie bands that are local, they're like the staple bar band, but their following is so in deep with it. Maybe I have just not enough time to go on about it, but also finding out that they, like, get paid stupid amounts of money to play, which, I mean, hey, you're all for, but, like, Grind without the grind. Grind because you may work at this bar, like you have 30 friends that go to this place. I don't know if that's particularly a grind or whatever. And I mean, I rarely see it in like hardcore, like at like certain venues, you know. I mean, bigger venues might have a staple like pay to play opener band. But uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know. You guys experience like weird indie phenomenons out there where it's like local bands get so much riding without any actual like music release or ground to sit on like stand on other than like hey I 40 friends you know anyways I'm on a bus it's loud bye fuck you Perfect. I like I, I like the guys that call when they're out in public. I, I, know, I, know, dude. I, know, I know. We were we were just talking about this shit because I have a neighbor that moved in across the street who at any given time during the day, in the twenty four hour cycle of the day, she will be on her porch talking full volume on speakerphone into her phone. Ugh. Four in the fucking morning. Doesn't fucking yeah. matter. Four in the afternoon, six AM, eleven PM. Yeah, man. Who knows? No way. No and, fucking way. and after sort of like paying attention to that 
And I, I, I noticed a lot of people doing that. Yeah, sure. You know, yeah. I rented a car to go to Cleveland, and some guy, I could hear him the whole way across the fucking airport, just on his phone, full-on conversation. I could hear both ends of the conversation. I'm like, how fucking weird is that? And I yeah. just get the feeling that, like, that's AJ. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's also funny that in your made-up scenario for for his hypothetical call, he was on a bus. Yes. And then he actually was on a bus here. <laughs> So, um, now Eric, I will say again for the uninitiated here, that was like a surprisingly coherent AJ call. Yeah. That wasn't, that wasn't anything what you were describing. No, that, that it just, that one just took him a long time to get to the point because it really could have been condensed into the last like 15 seconds of that call. And that was where the question actually lied. I, I don't have a whole lot to say about this. This is AJ also does this sometimes where he'll he'll hit you with a did you ever notice and it's a thing that everyone of course has has noticed and already mm-hmm. concurred exists and is yeah. a, a part of our lived reality. So so yes, uh, a brief answer well, to your question. Will Seinfeld. Yeah, right. Yes, yeah, yeah exactly. Yes, uh, that that's a phenomenon that I think occurs everywhere. We have a local bar here, the Brass Rail that is like the the de facto sort of like if you're not necessarily deeply invested in subculture but you're on you're flirting with it as a young person and you like to go to a watering hole where maybe somebody has a hand tattoo yeah that's the spot to go and there are local bands that play there that don't have uh sometimes recorded music ever or for many months or it's a totally incidental or marginal component of their existence and they just make money playing there and everybody loves them because yes they have 40 or 50 friends who are also probably nursing you know uh drug or alcohol dependency that are going to be at the same place anyway and the bar's only 200 capacity as it stands so mm-hmm. everybody has a good time and gets paid and the music is sort of like a background component of the socializing it's besides the point yeah exactly so yes i eric i'm not going to speak for you but i will assume you also have been exposed to this phenomenon in your life yeah i mean you know it's just it is one of those things i i can understand if like i don't know how old aj is but if you're a younger person yeah it's like you know one of those moments that you're destined to have if you're into subculture is like discovering you know, I guess like sort of the, how things work in the scene, you know, whatever, whatever. And like, yeah, you'll find that, oh, this band plays this show because they're tight with the promoter and they put on these shows and that's why they're there. They're not there by necessarily like everybody wants to see them, but uh, they, you know, am I talking about the same thing? Is that, is that? It's a, like at what? the very least, it's a, it's an adjacent phenomenon. It's the idea that in in subculture or subculture adjacent spaces, uh, this is not this certainly not always. In fact, often is not a a meritocracy. Yeah. Oh, Um, sure. Yeah. I mean, that's the yeah. I mean, when you discover that, and then you know, as you get even older, and like maybe you you get to a different scene. Like I've noticed going from New York to to California, it's like this is just how it works. Like this is just organically how it works. Like this dude. They like or these dudes, these people, whatever they get put on the bigger shows because that's you know they're they're tight with the right people and it's like yeah if you're not tight with the right people it's a little bit more of a struggle it's a little bit more of an uphill battle and it's like as a younger I guess what I was gonna as as a younger person it is sort of like damn what a bunch of fraudy bullshit but as an older person it's like 
that's just the game, man. That's yeah. just how it goes. Yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever you got to do to get that leg up. And I Game's think the game. I think AJ was speaking specifically more about like kind of indie rock bar scene phenomenon. But I, I think that you're going to find that permeates through every sort of kind of microcosm subculture or subculture adjacent yeah. space. You know, it's not, and it's not even just music or sub. It's no. on. It's just it's how the world works. Like, yeah, the the, the plumber's son. Yeah. got the company you know what i mean right, like because sure. he was the plumber's son it's just however it's just how things work yes 100 percent. it doesn't mean you can't break through and it doesn't it just shouldn't stop you from trying to do things it just means that you it might take you a little longer or you might have to do you might have, have to jump through some hoops that have nothing to do with the quality of your output absolutely mm-hmm. so we got one for you eric i don't know maybe this maybe this listener is confusing you for pat or maybe just they've heard pat talk about it for so long that they want your input on it they simply okay. ask favorite lungfish oh i yeah i mean pat is that's pat's favorite band for I sure think he, um I like lungfish. I'm not, uh, it's, uh, I'm not, let me think. I, uh, is it talking songs for walking? Yeah. I think is, uh, is my go-to album. Yeah. Same. Um, but, uh, as far as, I mean, that's, man, that's a good fucking album. It's so good. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I probably, if I'm going to pick a song from that, oh man, friend to friend in end time is <sighs> oh, what a yeah, strong dude. fucking opener. So good. Yeah, yeah, I, I got to go with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the same camp. I, I know it's a basic bitch answer, but I think everything that I love about Lungfish is there. I know Pat gets into the, the, the moments of that band where they go a little further afield, and I am, I'm there with it. I can ride out pretty much the entirety of the Lungfish discography, but at the end of the day, when they were in that weird sort of in between spot of like DC post hardcore emo core, but also very much kind of carving their own path at the same time yeah that's a really sweet spot for me i really like that that lp it's so good i can listen to it pretty much anytime hell yeah nate i don't think you're part of they call it on the streets the the lungfish militia yeah probably not (laughs) i don't think you're part of the lungfish militia i don't listen i can't remember the last time i listened to lungfish yeah don't own any of the stuff it's very uh it's very it might induce a man to enter a state of ponderance. I'll I'll check it out. Yeah. See what I think. Go go revisit. It's it's you know, I mean It's we're in a season of ponderance. Yeah. They show up in an era of Discord that I kind of start to like make my way for the door. Sure, yeah. They they, they mm-hmm. kind of mark the last moment where I'm really interested in Discord, except for a few isolated sparks here and there, maybe in the late nineties, early two thousands with like you and not you and stuff like that but i i would say that lungfish and like uh, yeah lungfish is kind of like not my hard jumping off point but they they signal like the beginning of the end for me yeah yeah for sure um okay i got uh, i got a couple text messages other than that one that i think are also directed here so this one is a this one is a dual question for us and eric if there were an official Demolition burger, what would be on it? Or if you aren't feeling a burger, whatever food item, like nachos, for instance. Same question for Eric, if you would like to answer. Separate question. Also, thoughts on post, hear nothing, see nothing, say nothing, discharge. Um, Eric, I will let you, if you feel so inclined, what is the, what's the, what's the worst possible timeline burger? Oh God! It's probably just a lump of shit. <laughs> it's like, I mean, we eat it every week. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's probably the WPT burger. Yeah. Um, should the demo listen burger? Should it be like one? I mean, are are, are Gray? I know you're vegan, correct? Am, yeah. yeah. Uh, Nate, are you are are you a are you vegan? No. Okay, so out of respect for Gray, it, it I presumably made with 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 vegan ingredients. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like it, demo listen, it should be made like. You have no tools at your disposal to make this burger. Like you got to make your own fire. Yeah. You got to, or maybe primitive, like maybe like primitive uh, sort of uh, tools to, to make this burger. What do you think? Sure. Yeah. 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 I, I like that idea. I like I, yeah. That like idea. I don't have an aversion to vegan food. Like yeah. I'm not one of those dudes that eats meat, but then it's like vegan. It's like yeah. I make fun of Gray because sure. he's an easy target for it. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I don't actually give a shit. Sure. Um, I generally don't like processed vegan shit. Yeah. Like, if I'm going to eat processed food, it's just junk food. I might as well just get the good stuff. Yeah. Um, so, whatever. But, yeah, give me give me a vegan patty. I was going to say, maybe maybe the, the demo listen burger is the uh, is a fucking veggie burger of a bygone era at a co-op. Here's what you a do. A pumpkin seed patty. Here's what you do. Here's what you bread. do. The burger itself is vegan. Yeah. Feed an animal uh-huh. a bunch of Beyond Burger meat. Okay. Then I have to rip its bowels open and get that out. <laughs> okay. To make the burger. Uh huh. Right. Yeah, because that that encompasses the dichotomy of you and I. <laughs> yeah. That way the score is even. Yeah, the score is even for sure. <laughs> Let's even the score here. So I get the Beyond Burger meat out. We make it fresh baked bread. Yeah. 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 I think that's the move for sure. So on the topic of of post here, nothing, see nothing, say nothing, discharge. I mean, I think everybody with a, a good head on their shoulders is in, is in agreement here, right? Like, that is that is the cutoff point. Like, we have talked about I, – I know we've talked about it on the Patreon at the very least, but I think I've talked about it on the weekly show too. I mean, Grave New World is it's – a, it's a running joke in, like, subculture for a reason. Discharge does not exist to me beyond Grave New World. Yeah. And I don't like Grave New World, but I acknowledge its existence. Sure. Anything past there – yeah. I don't even know about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so, like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's very bad. It, when's the last time you spent spent any time with uh, with Grave New World or post-era Discharge, Eric? Oh, God, it's been a very long time. You know, I wonder if I'd almost be more down for it at this stage in my life. It, I honestly probably have not given it the time of day in well over 10 years. But I, um, c- correct me if I'm wrong, Discharge had, like, a, like, were they doing like a weird like Motorhead thing, like glam rock? Yes. Like what was it? Yeah, they were doing a. Glam it was like thing. Some, it was like it was like Motorhead meets like glam, right? Yeah, I mean, even even giving it the Motor Cred name check yeah. is, is is taking it. It's given them more credit than they probably deserve. <laughs> yeah, during that period, okay, yeah. they they famously they were playing some shows in the states around that time with like actual hardcore bands and stuff, and they were getting like full on cartoon style like hit with tomatoes type I, of show. I, I oh. feel I feel like it's more like if. Like, there was no early Celtic Frost stuff. Like, it was Hellhammer mm-hmm. straight into Cold Lake. Like, Vanity Nemesis. Oh, or Vanity something. Nemesis. Yeah, 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 sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like, yep. that's that's what I feel like it would be is like, you know, like, like, um, um, uh, uh Triumph of Death EP. Uh-huh. Right? I think yeah. that's, yeah. I believe so. And it, it goes straight from Hellhammer right into Van- Vanity Nemesis. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I think. The, the the standout feature of Grave New World era um, discharge is Cal's vocal decisions that he makes on the record. That's the thing. I mean, the riffs are not that that strong, but they're also 
the songs are overlong. They're very bloated, but there are some passable riffs in there. But Eric, I like you thought perhaps as I'm aging, settling down, I might find something to love here. And so I yeah. spent a little time with Grave New World last year, and I can tell you there's nothing there. Nothing. Nothing to salvage. We both did because we were, I think we did independently because we were on Kings of Punk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah right? And Kings I was like, Punk, well, yeah. I'm going to check this out yeah, just yeah, to yeah. go back. No. Yeah, no, it's it's very bad. And and in fact, when I listened to it, I, I tried my best to give them the benefit of the doubt and and assume that maybe there were some hired guns involved. There were some new personnel. It's all the original guys, man. They just were like, they were on, they were on one. Let's be fair. Let's, 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 because when you are in a band that takes off and you're at a young age, right. Um, you're riding that high for a little while, but like anything and it, and, and it's hard to conceive at a young age, but like anything, your your time is up. Now you've spent the better part of your younger years uh, focusing on this thing. Maybe you skipped college. Maybe you skipped. Maybe you skipped part of high school. You got to figure out. All right, how do I keep making this thing work? Yeah. And you look around at the world around you. And 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 what year was was Grave New World? Eighty six. Eighty six. So you're looking at the early years of like hair metal. Yeah. And it's like, well, we got if we if we can get a radio hit, you know, like yeah. maybe we can set ourselves up. And I think it's forgivable if the music doesn't suck, but if it sucks, it's bad, dude. It's just it's just what it is what it is. It's, it's bad. It's bad for sure. It's yeah. and and it mirrors the pivot of a lot of American hardcore bands in, in that sure. same time period. It mirrors the SSD or DYS pivot. Or Talk whatever. about all the time. It's mm-hmm. what they wanted to do the whole fucking time, but they right. just couldn't. Right, exactly. And and they they mistakenly believed that they now could, right. but actually still couldn't. Like they yeah. were doing the fun thing that all their friends were doing, Yeah, but as soon as they start dropping out, yeah. like, you know, they're like, let's like, make well, some hard rock. we're still rock. here. Yeah. We always wanted to fucking, we always wanted to fucking play like, you know, Quiet Riot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's give it a go. Right, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so we got uh, we got one final question for Eric. This is from uh, from our buddy Will, friend of the show, Will. It's Will with a question for Eric. Since 2022, hardcore wasn't a part of the worst possible time timeline year in review. And on Axe to Grind, you said you enjoyed hardcore 2022 more than several years prior. Since you mostly yep. focused on shows you saw on Axe to Grind, what were some 2022 hardcore punk metal or adjacent releases that you were fucking with? Or just defer to the Brooklyn Vegan list. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, I mean, I'll tell you. I mean, no, I, I'm, I'm honestly. I mean, worst possible timeline doesn't. We don't yeah. typically talk about hardcore or music sure. or anything like that. Yeah. Um, you can go to Axe to Grind for that type of stuff, but or or demo listen. Indeed. Um, but uh, it, it, yeah, there was a lot of. I mean, I, I, I thought of about five releases. I'm going to leave drug church out because I can't be out here looking like I'm sucking Pat's dick. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, but uh, the gel split. Yeah, of course. I thought was great. The Warthog EP mm-hmm. was fucking great. Uh, the new End It uh, album. It's one of the best Love, of the year. It's easily the best. One of the best of the year. Uh, um I really like, I mean, not hardcore, but I like Daisy. Yep. Um, they put out some good stuff. I like, uh, again, not hardcore, but adjacent enough. Spice put out an album oh, that was yeah, great. That Spice record is really good. Yeah, you're right. A lot of strong stuff in 2022. Yeah, for sure. 
It was uh, it was it was jam packed. We did like I think between the two of us on our year end roundup, just we kind of went through stuff that we both enjoyed. We weren't trying to make any sort of definitive lists or anything, um, but you know we went through twenty twenty records between the two of us, and we were not even scratching the surface of like truly great stuff that came out in the calendar year. So yeah, if, if totally. you like if you like subculture music and its many varieties, I will double down on the assertion that in terms of like pure qualitative objective easily identifiable yeah this is fucking good you live in a very very ideal time to be consuming that music for mm-hmm. sure it, it it's honestly it's mind-blowing because there there was a time when i was like you know i was like damn like is this shit petering out because like it, it you know maybe like i don't know five years ago when sure. i was like i think every major band has done a reunion at this point the shows are like, sure, like, you know, you can pack out a venue with the right lineup, but like sometimes it's, you know, the attendance is a little anemic. Now, what I find is what what kids are really popping on, because, you know, I guess, you know, not that, you know, we're the same age, not that, that, that we're old by any stretch, but 10 years ago when we were in our 20s, it really was a lot of, at least in my world, it was a lot of uh reunions like judge and sheer terror and a lot of you know a lot of like the old heads coming out of retirement which was cool and i and i was stoked on sure but it's really it makes me very optimistic about the music that you know the young kids just want the new shit they just and that's that's a great energy none of this looking back shit you know i love sheer terror and i love i love those bands but but I, I think it's cool that the younger people are stoked on what's new and that, that, yeah. yeah. So hardcore, I think, yeah, I think you said it best. It's, it's, it's a great time to be involved in, in subculture music. And it's also like the, the, the dearth of really aggressive, like guitar based music in the larger, like alternative music realm, I think really creates an open space for bands like to, to like, cause people still want that sure. young people still want that. And maybe they don't, want to fucking listen to limp biscuit like there's nothing else really you know being offered to them in a in a in a major distribution sense so they you know i think turnstile probably opened a lot of doors they they look at the you know related artists on spotify or apple music or whatever and they say oh who is this drain this is fucking sick you know and it's it's i just yeah it's a great time for this kind of music yeah absolutely i would i would fully concur um i i really the the rose-colored glasses shit gets less and less attractive to me as i get older and like i find so much joy as i I think i covered maybe on the last episode and just like sitting back and watching young people make shit that rips and engage with that stuff and not give a fuck about the reunion show there's there's almost no old band that would do a reunion that i'm like yeah i'm gonna go see that right yeah for right. sure yeah like dead guy yeah i never got a chance to see dead guy yeah in the 90s sure one of my favorite fucking bands of all time and maybe my favorite 90s hardcore band i'm, I'm gonna say that's probably that that's sure. probably the case yeah and i want to see them but everything i've heard about their shows is it's mostly just playing the fucking old heads hoisting a fucking ipa in some bar and i'm not interested in that yeah i want to see kids going fucking ape shit to dead guy yes you know in and and like the band going ape shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't sure. want to see you going through the motions. Yeah, you know. I'm I'm not with the half stepping on it. No, no. Like I want to see all in old dudes getting hit in the face by young dudes. <laughs> yes, and yeah. like and like utter fucking chaos. I yeah. want to feel that. That's why I go to basement shows. Why I don't go to fucking bars. 
And, uh, but when I think about like looking back and what, you know, yeah, I'm, I, re- fuck that. Fuck, fuck a reunion show, guys. Yeah, for sure. You know? For sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The kids are doing it better nowadays. Yes. And um, keep up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And, they, and they don't, you know, when you see the like dusty old, old dudes be like, they're just like with their dusty opinions. It's like, you can feel however you want, but they're not. They're the, the young. They're not trying to appeal to you. Like they don't sure. need the old head approval. No, nope. like Absolutely. they're they're making music for their peers, and that's sick. Yeah, man. That's where burn, burn it down, start again, man. That's how it, yeah. that's how it's been from jump, and I think how it should remain. And I also, I just like uh, a call out to the old head out there. I'm not saying don't do your thing, but I no. am saying that like it's well and good if you want to get together with your friends and rehash some old fond memories, play some songs that you liked. I'm not hating on anybody. I will say though, I issue the challenge. If you have the time and the energy to get together with your pals and play the reunion show, start a new band with those pals and see if you can still hack it. See if you can keep See up. if anybody gives a right. shit. You because, know what I mean? Because like nobody, I, I fucking hate it. I, I fucking hate the idea that like, an old old dudes in bands, old bands are like owed anything. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, they get together. Well, we're owed our due because we and fuck you, man. You walked away. Yeah, 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 absolutely. For and sure. maybe, maybe you know, yeah, sure. You had fucking kids. Life happened. Whatever. But the point is, you've been gone. Yeah. And this stuff's still been going. Right. Yeah. And no one knows who you are. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Start a new At band. The- see if you can still yeah. hack it. At the very least, don't shit on the young kids. You At know, try and, least, you yeah. know, get, get, don't, don't keep them down. I mean, like, uh, Terror has been a band for 20 plus years and yep. they're, they fit right in. Mm-hmm. And you last know? year, they put out one of the best records they've, maybe the best record they've done in like a decade. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. It's great. Like, it's, I, it's, it's good enough that, like, I would say for a young kid who is interested in terror, I wouldn't even necessarily say, oh, go listen to, like, Lois of the Low, one with the underdogs. I could safely say, listen to the newest terror record. It's really fucking good, which very sure. few bands with their tenor can say. And they very much, they take young bands on tour with them. They make plenty of space for young bands. They don't try to occupy too much room in the conversation. So, if you can't, if you cannot do it terror style, then just don't do it at all. You know what I mean? Preach. All right. So we have already monopolized a good two hours, probably more than that, with actually trying to work out the it's, fucking it's been like two and a half. Yeah, hours. the technical difficulties that we were facing before this. So thank you so much to Eric for coming on the show. It was a pleasure yeah, to have great. you. We wanted we we had been talking about a long time, like trying to reach out and have some some guests uh, other than just our closely knit group of friends on the show. And I'm glad that we could we could kick off the year with you. Yeah, man. Happy to happy to be here. Thank you for having me. It's fun. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody go check out Worst Possible Timeline. It's a really yes. good show. Um, you can find it everywhere podcasts are heard, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, as far as I know, too. And uh, if you want to submit music to the show, it's demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. Just make sure that the release is a year or less old from the time of submission. I will save you the plug for the Patreon and all that stuff hey, on this you know episode. What? Go to Worst Possible Timeline's Patreon. Eric <laughs> needs to eat. He needs to I- eat. You know what? We're staring down the barrel of unemployment, folks. Patreon.com slash worst possible timeline. Yeah, we just use our Patreon money to put out, like, you know, cassette tapes. Right. This man's living off that Patreon. Go give him <laughs> well, your money. At least partially. You know what I mean? He's little, it, helps. Help, it helps. Help the man buy some macaroni. Yeah. Yeah, let's go. All right. We'll, uh, we'll see you next week.